Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. Today our listener writes in and they have a great question. They ask this, what does the Bible say about money? You see, the Bible describes saving money as a wise practice for the people of God. We need to understand these reasons. The Lord is the source and the provider for everything that that the people of God need. God provides money, so it's a Christian's responsibility to steward it well. Saving money demonstrates wise stewardship of the resources God has given the people of God, but it also helps in the following ways. It helps to be prepared for the future, which is good. Saving money and planning helps one to be more effective in ministry. When Christians don't save, uh, plan and save money, we're more likely to go into debt, which the Bible tells us is unwise. The Lord desires his people to be cheerful givers. Well, there are also many wrong motives to save money, such as the following. Saving money for the future out of fear of, fear of man means we're not trusting in God to provide. It's not wise to make money our security. 1 Timothy 6.10 warns against greed among the people of God. You see, servants of the Lord in the Bible, like Abram, are rich and poor like John the Baptist. Paul warns that the love of money, not money itself, is the root of all evil. And with that said, amassing a vast fortune is not a sin, but it does bring more temptation to make money ultimate instead of the Lord. The Lord created man to enjoy him and to be satisfied in him. Money still plays an essential part in the province of God. Through the financial gifts of the people of God, The Lord funds the mission of the church to make disciples of the nation. So as we consider in more depth 1 Timothy 6, 9-10, we need to understand that there is nothing wrong with material prosperity. Those who are blessed with an abundance of resources are given them that they may advance the kingdom of God. The wealthy person may be more tempted to trust in their resources than the Lord. But Paul's point in 1 Timothy 6.10 is that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, not the root of evil itself. Other idols, such as greed, a lust for power, and so on, reveal the roots. The abundance of resources available to the people of God shall lead to thankfulness, not to greed. Matthew Henry says, People may have money and not yet a love of it, but if they love it inordinately, it will push them to all evil. Pursuing money for righteous ends versus false ones is a razor-thin line that requires great wisdom from the word of God. Even so, wealthy Christians should never look down on those with fewer resources. This attitude is sinful. The Israelites were not the first people the Lord God called to exercise wise stewardship. The first were Adam and Eve, who were called to exercise dominion over the earth. And since the fullness of the earth belongs to the Lord, everything we have and everything that we have are is, is on loan from the Lord who owns it. The Lord is pleased when his servants exercise wise and faithful stewardship. The prodigal son wasted his resources, but wise Christians use informed decision-making in spending money. Many Christians struggle with the idea of tithing, but the issue of tithing focuses not on amount, but stewardship. Jesus teaches that the treasure of our hearts is what is essential in Matthew 6.21. Our checkbooks say a lot about the state of our spiritual growth. One tool belt in the tool, tool belt for wise stewardship is budgeting. And to do that, I want to encourage you, open Microsoft Word. Make a list of when you and your wife get get paid if you're married. And then put in all your bills. 
After you've done that, put in the date when you and your wife get paid. Arrange your bills each month around the dates you get paid. As those dates, as those dates come and your and and your bills are come due, uh, pay them on your payday. As you budget for your bills and then pay them, put money in savings and tie the amount you and your wife have agreed on. Budgeting well helps helps you to give abundantly to the Lord's work. For the goal is wise stewardship of both our time and our lives to the glory of God. So to better understand this point, consider how the grain offering was given to support the work and ministry of the tabernacle and the temple. Giving in the New Testament serves the same purpose as Paul encouraged the church in Corinth in 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 9, 5, to contribute to a collection he is giving to the poor at the Jerusalem church. In 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 15, the apostle Paul calls the Corinthians to give generously. The point isn't how much we've We've given. The point is to give cheerfully because the Lord has provided. The Lord desires to be worshipped in spirit and truth by his people, which is why he wants your use of money to reflect his priorities. Additionally, he wants you to, to give with a, not with a clenched fist, but joyfully so that you can further his kingdom. Nothing is more joyful than when you have the right motivation in giving, and nothing gives the Lord more glory than a cheerful giver. John MacArthur says God loves a a heart that is enthusiastically thrilled with the pleasure of giving. See, wise stewardship is a matter of worship, which is what's so wrong with prosperity preachers. Prosperity preachers demand that Christians give to them, and then the Lord will bless them according to them a hundredfold in return. But now that we understand what the Bible says about money, we know that the prosperity gospel is not true, and it's never been. God loves a cheerful giver, but more so he wants cheerful worshipers who delight in him. Every opportunity that presents itself to the people of God is one of worship and it's one of service to him. All of our lives, from how we use our money to the use of our gifts to how we treat others, is a matter of worship. At every time and in every space and at all times we live before the face of God who sees and knows and will hold us to account about how we steward our lives and our money. So then let us consider what kind of servants we are and return to the Lord who provides mercy and grace through Christ alone. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.